Grow Great is a city government leadership podcast with Lisa Norris and me, Randy Cantrell. Each week we share insights, experiences, and wisdom to help you and your leadership grow great. Our website is growgreat.com. Happy New Year. Happy 2024. Happy Happy New Year. I've got my very uh, professional man voice on today for everybody. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Gift of a sinus infection. (laughs) Yeah. Laryngitis. In bed bed all weekend. Well, I'm here broadcasting from the surface of the sun, as you can tell by my... <laughs> by my by my charming red glow and you can tell that I'm not you can tell that I'm not in a young person's home <laughs> just by that wait just by the frame behind you in exactly. the corner at uh, the, the gold frame mm-hmm. and a knitted afghan yeah. yeah yeah well if you could which is see, wonderful because that reflects everybody that sees you is thinking <laughs> that yeah. reminds you of my grandma <laughs> yeah. yeah well uh, I'm at my parents house and so I'm, I'm, I told Lisa, why am I, why, I don't know why I'm whispering because my, my dad can't hear it thunder, but anyway, I'm, I'm whispering anyway. Uh, here's what's on my mind, Lisa. So we, obviously the theme is leadership. It's leadership in city government, but Lisa and I have discovered, we discovered a long time ago, leadership is more than just the workplace and and leadership is more than just those people that are in your direct circle of influence. And she is infinitely acquainted with, intimately, I should say, acquainted with caring for aging parents. And that's the reason that I'm here in my parents' house. My mom currently is in a rehab facility. She fell. She has severe osteoporosis. And uh, my father, who is 100, is in, he's in perfect health. He just can't hear very well. Uh, and uh, so we've got some, you know, we got some decisions ahead of us and taking care of folks. Sadly, 23 was challenging for Lisa. She lost her father who had been in kind of a memory care facility uh, mm-hmm. for Alzheimer's patients. But she lost him and has been caring for her aging mother for the last few years as adult kids it's it's just a situation we're we're all going to face mm-hmm. us if we're going to be responsible and that's where i want to take the conversation the responsibility the responsibility of leadership in the workplace the responsibility of leaders as you and i lisa are adult kids with aging parents and i'm i'm thinking of it less from the approach of well, it's what I owe. I don't know. I, I mean, just what are your thoughts about responsibility? If we just kind of hone in on that word, the responsibility of leadership in whatever context, what do you think of? Well, it's it's bottom line, it's service. Um, it doesn't, we, we've talked about it before that whether it's my family, my aging parents, um, you know, Don having surgery, our, I look at it as a service responsibility, not uh, an, oh, I owe my husband to take care of him or I owe my mom because she raised me. To me, that's not what it's about at all. It's a, it's about your heart, which I feel is the same on city government. You know, when we're leading people in our city government, 
I'm here to hopefully make their life and their their person better in the moment where I can have influence. That's what the key factor is here is just <clears throat> how can I serve them today? Uh, in your case, how can you serve your dad while your mom is ill? Um, so his life is better. He's not by himself. I think that's the same approach I think that you and I take. I believe we, we're we here to serve others and, hope, and hopefully make a difference in their life and in their um, outcome that they can become better because of it, that we can connect better, that we can serve them well. Um, it's just, it just all, it's all life. And we've talked about, you cannot separate, you cannot say, I'm going to leave. You can't today. You're, you're here. That's the first thing we talked about when we got on here before we hit record is what is happening today. And that's the best we can do is talk about that because life is life. You can't say, Lisa, I'm fine. I'm just going to separate that. And let's talk about it just doesn't work that way because it's top of mind. You have to address it, um, which is so much about compassion that we talk about in our leadership recipe, compassion and understanding where you're at today, Randy, where I was at uh, in you know, September when I lost my dad. Those are the things we need to talk about in the moment. And you can still serve well through those moments, personal or professional. Well, these are the moments, you know, I mean, they define us. Well, when everything is going swimmingly, that's, that's easy, right? Yeah. I mean, it's that age old adage, any, any sailor can sail in tranquil seas, but that's right. You know, when the, when the waves get big, it, it takes more skill. It just, it take it's more of a challenge. Um, it, in my case, you know, certainly rewarding to me, it really hits the spot of that doing for others what they can't do for themselves. So clearly, you know, a man who's a hundred years old can't do what he wants good, just can't. <clears throat> so my wife and I are in a position to be able to do for him something that, you know, my sister who also has a planned surgery coming up on a foot issue, um, you know, and there's two of us. So she's my only sister. She's six years older than me. And I don't know. I think of the quote, Harold Janine was kind of a tyrannical leader of ITT. Back in the day, ITT was the world's first conglomerate. Prior to ITT, companies, Ford Motor, built cars. And ITT was really a financial company that began to collect companies companies under their umbrella and so hence became the conglomerate really one of if not the first conglomerate and they were wildly successful under janine but he was hard charging real financially astute guy um, and in spite of his style I remember reading biographies about him and I was fascinated by him because they were just so ridiculously successful. Um, but he was reputed to reduce grown men to tears in meetings, you know, because he would just pepper them with questions. And he made a comment, managers must manage. And by that he meant, you just got to find a way. You got to figure this out. 
And it made an impression on me as a young guy in my early 20s. And I believed it. I believe it then. I believe it more so now. So you have faced this situation with aging parents. I'm now facing it. All of us who live long enough, and if our parents do too, we're going to. And it, it speaks to the exact same thing that happens in the workplace. Challenges come up, opportunities get. You just got to find a way. That's right. We have to fit. We've got to figure this out. And as leaders, we've got to do the best we can for everybody around us, especially the things that we can do that maybe they can't. Now, in my case now as a son, you know, physically, I can do some things that my dad just can't do. Financially, I can do some things that he can't do. Um, you know, it's just that's just the practical reality of it. There's nothing about judgment here of somebody being better, somebody being worse, somebody being superior. It, to me, it's just a matter of marshalling the resources. You know, right now I'm in a I'm, that's my position, but it's not lost on me that my son one day I may be where my father is, and my son may be where I am. And that's a hard thought, isn't it? It is for me. I mean, I, I, yeah. I like you. I, I see that coming. Um, we have Alzheimer's in our family. My, you know, my, both my dad and his brother and his mom and his dad all succumbed to a complication of Alzheimer's. Um, and so it's hard for me to think because none of us, you're successful. I'm successful. Very independent woman. <clears throat> You know, we're strong, um, confident, not with ego, but with um, we're just independent souls and competence. And the last thing is I want is somebody having to worry about me. In fact, that's caused unintentional, not conflicts, a hard word, but unintentional, hard feelings, because I don't want often want them to know. I want to find out everything first. And then when it's over, tell them what happened so that they don't have to worry. Right. You, yeah. As a mother, as a wife, I don't want them worrying about <clears throat> my health. I, I, that's my job to worry about them. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. So um, I just don't want to put them in a position to have to worry about it. But you're right. It is inevitable. It is going to happen. It's the cycle of life in a strong family. You, you, they're going to yeah. care for you naturally because they that's want right. to serve you well as well. Well, I'm wired like you are, but I have learned but what if we're, you know, what if we're robbing other people? And so I think the the flip side of the responsibility part. So my responsibility to to my dad. But he's, I think he's got the tougher end of the deal. I think he's got the much tougher end of the deal for people like you and me, because he he has to have a willingness to accept. He has to have the willingness to let me do for him what I'm able to do. Because he can't. Well, what a see, great for, point. see for people like you and me, I think that's it's so much easier for me to be on this side of the table than it would be to be on that side of the table. But there's power in that side of the table too that I don't want people to lose sight of. There's big well, and- power in you letting people do for you what they can and not robbing them of that opportunity. And I would argue that those are the leaders that are the most successful. 
because yeah. if they're willing to let people in, how many times have we dealt with individuals, either high ego, unwillingness, um, feel like they know more than you and you see in them what could be improved that can make them a hundred percent better, but they are unwilling to legitimately accept. <clears throat> and that's an important word that they have things that they truly need to improve. I have had individuals that are so focused on obtaining a type that they lose sight of what we encourage them to improve upon. That could be so much benefit to them if they would focus on improvement and self, you know, looking at self. Um, I'm a big believer in, I always am eager to hear feedback of where I can do better. It is sometimes hard to accept but I always have a willing heart because if, if somebody is bold enough to tell me what they believe I can become better at, then why not listen to them? That doesn't mean you always have to agree. You have to know the person. If That's you don't right. respect the person, you're not going to respect the wisdom or insight, you know, but if you respect the person and they're telling you, no matter how hard the message is, why would we not want to consider that? Um, and I remember in, <clears throat> If we ever, you know, we'll have Cheryl back on the show again. Cheryl, for those new listeners, is my deputy city manager. I'm a managing director, kind of like an ACM. She is my deputy city manager just beneath the city manager. And, and so that gives you the hierarchy. When I first became under her and I was director of HR and she um, had come into the city manager's office a few years ago to this point, I had soared high forever. I had been under Tom, was, on, you know, an A player. Um, not to brag self, I'm just setting the stage of performed well. And Tom didn't really have to give me any insight at the time. He just trusted me. We've worked together since 1999. Um, so longstanding relationship of growth. And I always just tried to improve as I Tom, Tom was the prior city manager city for manager, a long, uh -huh. long time. Yeah. And so I remember when I came under Cheryl and I worked for her, um, trying to learn styles, completely different style, but um, different, not bad, um, just different styles than my former um, deputy city manager. And I remember her, I was in her office one day and she probably doesn't even know this. If she, And I know she listens. She's going to come down and go, what? I did not know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, she'll but know now. She she will. But it was it was good for me because I remember her saying, you're here. And I want you to be here. Mm -hmm. And she literally did that. If you're watching, I'm putting my hand kind of in front of me at my mouth level and then raising it above my head. Um, and she said, I want, you know, you're here. I want you to be here. Well, what do you think my initial reaction was? Well, crap. She thinks I'm not, I'm not performing <laughs> right. well. Yeah. And she immediately, she must have seen it on my face because it, I pot, and I'm an absorber. So when you tell me something, um, I have to think about it and reflect on it. And then, um, I, I try not to, I'm very positive. Randy knows me and I'm, I'm an optimist, but I have to, when that comes at me, I have to go, okay, what was said and what was meant. And then I get clarity if I need to, but it usually comes the next day. I have to go back and go, okay, I heard what you said, but it doesn't to come to me in the it. moment. Yeah. I, I'm a processor. And so, um, Initially, I was like, crap, she doesn't think I'm performing. I, I'm going to have to step up my game. But she immediately followed it up with, like, you, you're you a high performer, but I know we can get you further. Um, I know you 
you've told me you want to go, you want to go further. So we're going to continue working on things to really step you up a notch. And that's when she offered you up. She said, I'm going to get you an executive coach. It, it allowed me to step up my game even further than I already was and change my trajectory in my career, which those that know Randy, I've, I've shared that openly. I feel he's done that for me, but it's the whole point of serving if she had not said that, I would have just kept rocking along. And who knows where I would be today if I did not have that influence in my life to say, I believe you can be even better than you are now. And you could have been resistant. You could, have, could have been have. Pa- you could have been passively resistant. <clears throat> Correct. You know, I mean, it's all in first, how you take that. Yeah, news. our first meeting, you could have humped up and decided, yeah, I'm not playing this game. You know, but but you didn't. I mean, you you know, you leaned you leaned hard into it. Yeah, and that and to that point, when we talk about serving, whether it's our parents, our families, our work, um, our leaders, or those underneath you, for those that have a team, doesn't matter your role. Even an informal leader, if you're listening and you you are not a leader yet, these principles still apply, and you in through understanding them. And understanding that life is life and life includes work and personal. It's, I'm just not a believer. You can separate the two. I believe we can try to compartmentalize them for the moment and focus on one or the other, but they definitely impact one another and trying to act like they don't is not serving you or others. Well, and when we talk about service, you must focus on, what your team and your individuals, what is going on in their lives and understand that it is so important because not only can you get to know them better, but you can serve them better. Thanks for watching and listening to Grow Great, a city government leadership podcast. For Lisa Norris, I'm Randy Cantrell. Be well. Do good, grow great. The website is growgreat.com.